eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. by the Saints for a touchdown! Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good! We'll take you to places most fans never go. Will Lutz from 60! To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Welcome in to this special Monday morning edition of Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. I'm your host. First things first, I do want to apologize. I had initially intended to put this episode out on Friday, the normal publishing schedule, but everything got away from me. I've been filling in for Steve, who is back from vacation, so he will uh, join us on the rest of the podcast for the week and going forward, but I just ran out of time on the last day of mini camp, hosting, booking, all that, completely lost track of all of this, but I did want to come back and share a good bit of the conversation that I had with Charlie Long on Friday's episode of Sports Talk. I set aside an entire hour with the goal of kind of recording a de facto podcast that I could trim down and share, kind of like we did with the NFL Draft special. And we're going to get into a good bit. We're going to talk about the position battle that I see as being the most relevant and exciting to watch going into training camp. I was able to talk to Dennis Allen about that. Then we're going to talk more about the tight end position. I was able to get an exclusive interview with new tight ends coach Clancy Barone. Really interesting guy to talk to, so I'm excited to share that with y'all. We're going to talk about Jawan Johnson, a little bit more about Taysom Hill's role, who we were able to catch up with this week. And then in the final segment, I'm going to get into some of the quick takeaways that I wasn't able to share on last week's episode. It just works out this way because this is how the episode kind of sets up. That final segment will be kind of the news and notes and whatever from emptying out my notebook heading into training camp. I'll also hear from Jamal Williams, talk a bit about the running back situation going into the full training camp, which is going to hit in late July. We don't have the exact dates on it yet, but we're going to have about a month and a half off to kind of reset 
establish what we learned, get ready, anticipating what we'll have. I'm going to get into a roster projection that'll be updated later this week. But without further ado, here is that first segment of this special sports talk driven edition of Inside Black and Gold. Thanks everyone who was patient. Thanks everyone who listened. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Give us a rating, give us a review wherever you get your podcast. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Without further ado, here is the first segment of that conversation I was able to have on Sports Talk this week with Charlie Long. Enjoy. We're going to go through a bunch of audio from Saints camp. We're going to ask a couple of questions. We're going to answer them. And we're going to hear an exclusive interview from Saints tight ends coach Clancy Barone. I was able to catch up with him at minicamp this week. And so, Charlie, my question for you, what roster battles are you looking forward to this year at training camp? We got a little bit of a tease over the first over the three days at minicamp. We saw a couple practices at the three OTA sessions. I think there's still a lot of questions to answer, but I do think there's a few positions. So what are you looking at? I'm really looking forward to the back end of the wide receiver battle. Okay. I think I've already kind of talked about this a little bit. Like we know set in stone the top three guys was Shahid, Olave, and Thomas, but then outside of that, if you're carrying six, maybe even seven wide receivers, who's going to fill in those final four spots or three spots? Whether that be Brian Edwards, who obviously has a connection with Derek Carr from his time with the Raiders, a former third round pick. They signed um, Lynn Bowden just yesterday and Kiki Kuti as well, which I think we both kind of agree is probably more of a idea of maybe uses on special teams and return, as a return a guy. Play. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, Shahid was originally planned as a return guy as well, and he ended up being a very good receiver on top of that. So that, Traquan Smith, you know, just a couple of those players in the back end, A.T. Perry, who obviously hasn't gotten off to a great start um, as a six-round pick in OTAs and minicamp. I think the back end of the – what I'm actually looking most forward to in training camp is actually being able to see the lines play with pads and stuff like that because, yeah. you know, we haven't gotten much of that. And there's so much overhaul, specifically on the defensive line. But then the offensive line's also got their question marks with injuries. So watching the line play in training camp is going to be really cool – and I'm looking forward to it. But if you had to kind of narrow it down to a specific positional battle, I'd say the back half of the wide receivers for me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, the wide receiver room is always a little tough to gauge because we can, you know, there's a temptation to kind of tier it as if, okay, this is the top four and then that's five, six, seven, eight. Except once you get down toward the back half, it's almost always going to be less about your wide receiver ability and more about how can you impact the game in other ways. It's the reason Trey right. Smith always makes this roster because even though he's not going to be involved in the passing game a ton when you have everyone available, when you have Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Mike Thomas, uh, he's still going to do other things. He's, he's notorious for doing the dirty work, like exactly. the run blocking and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, notorious no. in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and 
Whereas, you know, maybe a guy like A.T. Perry, I think he's a guy you want to keep on the roster, but you have to justify it in some way. And can he be enough on special teams? And so everyone wants to, like, we got into this with Emmanuel Butler, right? Everyone was wowed by his ability in camp, but it wasn't his pass catching ability that kept him off the roster. It was the other stuff. So that's kind of where it becomes a little confusing. And everyone's like, wow, but he was so good in these one on one reps. He caught all these catches and team drills. But that's not necessarily what we're looking at. So it does get a little complex. The position battle that I see as being a straight up 1v1, one of these guys is going to start, one of them is going to be the backup, is at the cornerback two position. And I was able to ask Dennis Allen about this, and we'll get into it a little bit more on the back end of this clip. And can you play that for us, Charlie? It looks like, you know, Adibo and Alante have kind of been alternating first team reps at the outside corner spot. Is that kind of the plan going to training yeah, camp? Look, yeah, we'll evaluate it as we go into training camp. But yeah, the, I mean, like I said, there's a ton of competition. Um, and, and, you know, playing time and starting jobs, those are all earned. And you got to really come out and earn it every single year. And so the great thing about it is I feel like those two particular players that you just mentioned, both of them are fully capable of being starters and playing at a high level for us. And so, uh, but we're going to let that, that competition play out. And that's very much going to be a straight up competition. And you can tell because of the way it's working right now, Paul Sinadibo took the reps, team reps with the ones on the first day of minicamp. Alante Taylor took the reps with the ones on day two. And then on day three, you had Alante Taylor getting the first team reps in the seven on seven drills and Paul Sinadibo getting the first team reps in the 11 on 11 drills. Alante Taylor has also been getting the third team reps in the slot. So I think you're kind of setting up for him to be the backup to Bradley Roby there one way or another. And then it's going to be a question of is it Paul Sinadibo starting on the outside or Alante Taylor? and if it was one ahead of the other you would have them taking the first team reps you alternate because it is neck and neck it could go either way and like Dennis Allen said I think they are comfortable with the fact that either could start and it's a question of who 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 wins that job so I think that's going to be a really fun one to watch yeah he straight up said that they're both starting level players right. like and starting caliber are. yeah I know so that's going to be as you said really fun to watch as well I think if you had to probably guess, I mean, go ahead, Jeff, make your assumption right now, like who wins that battle during training camp? Because I remember last year, Paulson Adiba was awesome in the offseason. He was great during training camp. Like I think Bobby has said a couple times, all airline drive, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but I, with Alanti in his, his rookie season, he was really impressive as well as the second round pick, a premium draft pick used on this guy. And he showed out in his rookie year as well. So that's going to be a really fun one to watch. I agree with you. But if you had to guess right now, who are you picking? Alante Taylor is going to be the starter on the outside one day. Is it going to be week one of the 2023 season? I don't know. I think he is the all-around better player in terms of upside, in terms of speed, in terms of recovery ability. I think there are still kind of facets of his game that he's fine-tuning. And I think there's a chance that Paulson Adebo is just a more safe play early in the season. They're both going to play. You need both of those guys one way or another. Like, you look at what happened last year. You ended up having to start Chris Harris. You ended the season thinking, man, we have all these guys. You have Bradley Roby, you have Alante Taylor, you have Paulson Adebo, you have Marshawn Lattimore. Halfway through the season, you had Alante Taylor and Chris Harris starting. I think it was against the Steelers, right? Like, that's not a situation you want to be in. So you're comfortable with one starting and one being the backup. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Paulson. It's and, a good problem to have, yeah. <laughs> you know, either way. But, but. I think you're going to rotate, okay. and I think you're going to find ways to get them all on the field. One other question you're going to have is who plays the slot 
You know, and I've been getting into this conversation with people on social media about they seem to think that whoever doesn't win that battle is going to be the slot corner. And I understand why the idea that you want to get all th- your three best defensive backs on the field. But I also think this team knows that it was a much more cohesive defense when CJ Gardner Johnson was owning the slot. And I think whoever plays the slot this year, they want to have that player own that position. And right now that's Bradley Roby. And I don't think you're going to have Bradley Roby play nickel corner, slot corner, all training camp, which is going to be the case. And then suddenly at the last second say, well, you know, we're going to start this guy at the outside. So Alante, you're in the slot now. Like that's not what you want to do. Um, So I do think that Bradley Roby is going to be interesting to watch because last year you had that rotation. I don't think it worked. And I think you kind of settled later in the year on on your final kind of rotation there, and it was one guy. And I think that's what you're going to see this year. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with that point that it's hard to just say, okay, if Alante beats out Paulson for that cornerback two spot on the opposite of Marshawn, that you can just kind of slide Paulson into the slot. I, I don't think it really works that way. I also don't think Paulson profiles that well. No, he slot. doesn't. He, he profiles hips, better on the outside. Good enough. Yeah, I agree. And I do think he tackles well. That's that's kind of the weird thing is I don't know if either of those players are great man-to-man corners, and that's that's the strange part is this is a team that plays ex- almost exclusively man-to-man, man-to-man, man-to-man on the outside. And I do think that if you when you get down to it, Alante Taylor is going to be the better player. It's just a question of how well he performs in the first. Yeah, how long it's going to take. A so few to weeks speak. of camp, right? right. And, and we're not going to find out until joint practices, until preseason weeks one, two, and three. We do have a clip, if we have time to play it, of uh, Dennis Allen kind of talking about what he likes most about Alante Taylor. And I think this is what you really do notice when you talk to him. Demeanor, the way that he plays the game. Um, look, yesterday he got beat on the deep ball comes back the next time he's out there, intercepts it to, to end the game in a two-minute situation. So uh, the moment's not too big for him. Um, he's highly competitive, and uh, he's got a short-term memory, and, and you have to be able to have that uh, when you play corner in our league. And this is a, what Alante Taylor had to say about that same moment. Really, I kind of said it before, just I'm going to win more than I lose. Um, at the time when it happened, you know, I was kind of beating myself up a little bit. Uh, but when I came to the sideline, Roby and Marshawn was kind of telling me, like, it happens, right? And reminding me that it happens. And uh, it was telling me, like, it's all about how you bounce back. And so whenever I went in and played the nickel, uh, my mentality at that point was just make a play, too. Like, I don't know how I was going to make a play, but the plan was, like, to make a play. And opportunity came, and I took advantage of it. And I just think his approach to the game and the, and the way he kind of views his own development in you know kind of appreciates how it's happening in a in a kind of a holistic way where he's really just making sure that he can do everything it's like yeah he got beat by Chris Olave Chris Olave is supposed to beat DBs right he's, Chris Olave is going to beat a lot of DBs exactly this year. I don't want him to lose to Brian Edwards I don't want Jake yeah, Hayner fair. to beat him on 13 reps <laughs> and that's where I want to see him get better and I think that play really kind of shows you who Alante Taylor is. Like, he could have gone over there and pouted. He didn't. He came back and he made a play, and he ended practice with that play. Uh, and that was Jay Kaner's only real chance to lead a two-minute drill in this minicamp. And I really like Alante Taylor. Me saying Paulson Adebo has a chance to be the starter is not saying I dislike Alante. I like Paulson, too. I like both of them. I think the Saints are in a really good position with their cornerback depth. As I said earlier, Jeff, it's a good problem to have. Like you're going to watch these two. It's like the the old age old adage of iron sharpens iron, so to speak. Like you're going to see these guys battling out to try and figure out who's going to be the cornerback two all all season long. 
I think it's going to make both of them better at the same time. Like, you already know what you have in both these guys. Dennis Allen said it. They're both starters in this league. We just got to figure out which guy's going to be on the opposite side of our star cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore. But through their competition, that creates, you know, better players. Yes, and you can never have too many cornerbacks in this league. No. And you can definitely never have too many starting caliber cornerbacks. And the Saints have more than enough right now. It's a good problem to have, as I said. Sure is. All right, we're going to hit the break here. We're going to come back. We're going to hear an exclusive interview with new tight ends coach Clancy Barone, who knows a thing or two about coaching tight ends to the Pro Bowl 